Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Westworld Podcast. I am your host, Carmine of Red Team Review, also known as Tony Soprano's son, apparently. And I'm joined here once again by the next director of Westworld himself, uh, Preston Jacobs. Preston. Uh, next director? That's, uh, man. You got I don't have fix- any... I don't, have any, I don't have any directing abilities. <laughs> Guys, welcome back to the second episode of our Westworld podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be focusing on episodes 5, 6, 7, and 8. As always, we're available on SoundCloud and iTunes. So consider checking us out on those platforms. And if you do check us out on iTunes, then please leave us a review. It would help out a lot. And also, be sure to leave your comments and questions down below. We might cover them in the next episode. Okay, so before we begin, I just got to say uh, a late happy birthday to you, as always. Uh, you're, uh, you're 19 your again, man, 19. <laughs> you're 19. You didn't have a uh, sad Facebook post this year. <laughs> Last year was fucking depressing. <laughs> oh, it was it was, you know, it was it was more significant last year, you know. I turned what? 18, so <laughs> What you said about looking in the mirror and not seeing the Young face, you saw that was just super depressing. Oh man, don't 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 reveal to people that I'm a poet. Jesus Christ! <laughs> and uh, also, before we begin, um, World Cup World Cup is happening again. So uh, obviously, I'm rooting for Brazil. Preston, who are you rooting for? Um, so so I don't know if you know this, but uh, uh, Americans don't really care about the World Cup. Yeah, I'm aware. Some some of, some of us East Coast urbanites pretend to care about the World Cup. So, um, who am I rooting for? Okay, um, you better be saying uh, Brazil. No, first of all, Brazil is my least favorite. Oh, uh, Jesus! Uh, World Cup team. I'm sorry. That's and, okay. And, I, I I understand that like you're required to uh, to 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 follow them, but they have five wins already, and they always have like such arrogant flair that that like I just you know I I, I just can never root for them. Mm-hmm. I I'm sure I'm I'm sure I'm like you know offending every Brazilian out there, but <laughs> um. So let's see, who am I rooting for? Um, uh, Belgium. I'm rooting for Belgium. Is Belgium um, even playing this year? Let me see. They they are. Yeah. They, they're yeah. playing against Panama. So good luck with that. Good yeah, I mean, keep, keep in mind, I live in Germany. I'm not rooting for Germany either. Yeah, why is like, that? They have four. They have four, So I'm, I'm basing it purely on I want to spread out the wealth, right? <laughs> oh, so like, Lord. So like Brazil and Germany are the biggest winners, right? So they always win. So... Um, you know, five wins and four wins for for Brazil and Germany. So it's like I just want to want to spread it out. So that's why you know you're, you're very liberal, even in the, in your sports. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I hate I hate when like one team dominates a sport. Like you know, it's not like I you know, it's like I don't like the New York Yankees or the L.A. Lakers cool. or. Or the you know the Boston Celtics or, or uh, you get a little you, know, you get a little blasphemous here. Yankees are great. All right, let's get into Westworld. <laughs> let's get into Westworld. It's ridiculous. Um, a couple comments from last episode. Uh, oh. Itai Peer says, "How does Hale and Theresa not know who Arnold was or how he looked like? I'm assuming it's because Arnold killed himself very early on in Westworld, and Westworld has been going on for what 40, 50 years." Yeah, I think it's because um, he killed himself before Delos Investment. 
Mm-hmm. Plus, yeah. but there shouldn't there be some pictures of him around? I mean, shouldn't they know who was at the founding of it? Yeah, considering the pictures there on his desk and stuff, and like, mm-hmm. I mean, the thing is, even even uh, Logan knew that like the founder had <clears throat> killed himself, mm-hmm. and so you'd think that like other people would would go into it and and look into it. One of, one of the things that's not very consistent is is you know who Arnold was is a big secret. And then halfway through season one, um, uh, Bernard just asks the computer, like, show me all hosts when Arnold was still around. And, and like, immediately the computer, like, has that information. So, like, it, it's like a secret, but not actually a secret. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and it's not very realistic in the sense that, like, the Internet obviously exists. <laughs> it's like you right. can't really delete somebody. Like, you can't really hide and we're fairly into the future in Westworld, so technology is slightly better than it is now. Right. I mean, I think the 35 years ago timeline like happens a, like a supposedly a few years from now, right? Mm-hmm. I think like I think the modern Westworld timeline is like in the 20 like it's either like 2048 or 2051. It's it's somewhere around there. It's around 2050. So like you go back 38 years and it's like 2022 or something is is when the, is when like the Arnold uh, kind of timeline is supposed to be happening. Um, so yeah, they definitely have the internet. It would have been impossible for them to actually delete Arnold from history, but right. uh, but yeah, and they would have seen Bernard and been like, man, this guy's a spinning image for <laughs> for the founder. <laughs> uh, next comment here, Marijuana Maryland says. President claims to have never had sex with a blow-up doll. I dispute this claim mm. and challenge him to pistols at sunset. <laughs> how, how did they dispute it? How would they know? <laughs> <laughs> and Ray Cloud says, I think the only reason Williams saved the town, uh, the man in black earlier in the, uh, in the season, was because mm. he realized that Ford was mocking him and encouraging him to play a certain role. When the Confederate officer is preparing to execute Lawrence's wife, he twirls her around in a dance the same way the man in black did in season one. So it's not that he became nice, it's just that he was embarrassed. Maybe he empathized a little bit, just a tiny bit. After all, the stakes are real now for everyone, including the hosts. Yeah, I mean, I also kind of got that the reason the man in black saved the town is that he was per- he was still trying to get his army and Lawrence's cousins counted as an army. Hmm. And so it was self-interested in the, in the end. Like, the man in black's plot has been to try to get allies, right? And, right. You know, he he goes to he goes to Escalon he goes to um, Pariah and he tries to get the army and then the army commits suicide, and so then he's you know he's still trying so he's trying to get Lawrence's cousins as his army, and so he just kind of does that whole thing to get Lawrence on his side to to get the army, but then the army gets killed off and <laughs> against Maeve so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so there's some people who think that um that uh, the Men in Black is a host. Well, I mean, based on how indestructible he has been this season, um, there's that. There's also the fact that, like, some of his memories seem a little off. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he thought and, his daughter was a host when he first saw her, too. Like, he keeps thinking that Ford is, like, testing him at every corner. Right. I mean, it, we we still have no proof. I mean, Emily might be a host. We have no proof one way or the other about Emily or, or the Man in Black. Um yeah, so who knows? But uh, yeah, there's a couple. Th- there's just been a couple things wrong with his memory. One being, um, he 
he didn't remember the elephants and and Emily did mm-hmm. it, about Rosworld and then, but but you can counter with that where, where that he's an old guy like he's an older guy as you get older yeah. your memory starts to go a little that's that's and and he, and and he's a shitty dad you, you know <laughs> there like, you go there's that um, there's that too the yeah. other reason I don't think he's the other reason I guess you could counter that he's not a host is that if you notice whenever the host gets shot even one time like I guess in the pinky they go down immediately have you noticed this. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, except for, well, it's it's weird. So there is a um, there's this scene where Major Craddock um, and and the Confederados take over Las Mudas, and um, he's he's gathered all of the locals into the church, and then he's like, "Who is the town elder?" And the town elder, like this old guy, gets up and he's like, and then. He immediately shoots him, and it's clearly like a bullet that like grazes the side of his arm, mm-hmm. and yet the guy's dead immediately. I guess um, that's part of their programming, like a flesh mean, wound yeah. is death. Meanwhile, but but then like uh, Clementine, you know, took you know several pounds of lead and was still going strong in her battle at the Mesa. So it might be just how you're programmed. Like if you're programmed to go down easily, like. You go down easily, and if you're programmed to go down hard, you go down hard. Yeah, that's why I don't think he's a goddamn uh, robot, because he got shot, like, what, four times? One by Maeve, uh, but a couple by a, by some of uh, Lawrence's cousins, and once by Lawrence himself, right? So there's no way he's a fucking robot. But then well, again, it's, it's, he's it's, still alive. It's how he's programmed. It's how he's programmed, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he, was shot, he was shot five times. He was shot five times by Lawrence and his cousins. And he's still um, moving. What the fuck? Yeah. And and then and obviously he was shot a week before by Clementine. So like he's been shot six times in one week. Um, I mean he should just be dead. There's no there's no logical reason that the man in black should not be dead. He was shot in the stomach. I mean I guess you could say like technologically advances uh, tech te- technology has advanced far enough to where you could survive that. I mean um, I forgot who the uh, chubby ginger guy is. That's Felix's partner. Fuck. Sylvester. Yeah, they slice his neck a little, but he's he, he's okay. Like he normally should be dead, I guess. Well, no, she, one, she but... like burned him. He like held the wound, and she like burned it closed. Like, like I get like if you get like a little medical kit, but like, like the man in black didn't have that, and like Akechita didn't have that. Not that that I know of. Like Ghost, Na- you know, it's Ghost Nation. Like, did they find like a futuristic med kit to like fix everybody? <laughs> All right, let's get. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's start with episode five. All right, all right, all right. Episode, episode five. five. Episode Japan. five. Japan World. Uh, Ak- what's it called? Its uh, episode was called Shog- Akane- Shog- Shogun World. Shogun World. No, the episode was called Akane no Mai, which I'm assuming mm. is Akane's dance. Yes. Now I'm a big fan of feudal Japan. Japanese history fascinates me. Huge fan of it. And this episode, for, for, to me at least, was fun. It's a very fun episode. I like how Lee said. This is a world for people who think Westworld is too tame. I, I thought that was hilarious. Like, like so, so this is supposed to be Westworld cranked up a notch. And it definitely shows. You got beheadings everywhere. You got killer ninjas. Uh, samurai armies, which are, are always uh, a blast to see. Episode 5, to me, was incredibly fun. I liked it. I liked seeing new parks. The one thing that kind of annoyed me a little, just a little bit, was Dolores and Teddy. I, I I understand that it had to be a thing. We had to see Dolores and Teddy's thing play out before going on to the further episodes. But it, it, it honestly, I felt it took away from Shogun World, which once again, amazing. I loved it. Geishas, ninjas, samurai, 
What more could you ask for? Um, I mean, I, 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 I really, I mean, I really enjoyed episode five. I think my criticism of it, I, I, I'm fine with the Teddy Dolores stuff. I, I, I think we, you know, we need some, we need more character development between Teddy and Dolores, you know, um, you know, I, I was fine with that. I think Shogun World, it, it was really fun, <clears throat> um, though I think they went really heavy on the whole, and I, you know, I've been making a lot of jokes about this, but I think they really went a little too heavy on the, on the Akane Sakura, like, like mothership thing, or they didn't explain yeah. it. Like there was a lot of like her feeling agony and Maeve feeling agony and the whole, the whole mother connection. And it's like, we've really been beat over the, beat over the head with the mother thing. Like we get it. Like, but why? Like, why is there that connection? Like, we never and actually that, see Akane and Sakura interacting. We see we see Akane oh, mourning like, Sakura, and we see. Akane I, I, I guess like, it's supposed to be like, um, like I guess we're, we're supposed to realize that, you know, this is kind of like her daughter. They have a history. Blah blah blah. It's it's. I guess it's supposed to mirror Maeve and her daughter with a bit of Clementine of course, in there. Yeah. I guess I don't. Yeah. I don't know, but it, it it drove the point home that Akane and Sakura were you know close, and uh, yeah. you also told me, in private, like on Facebook, that you you didn't like how Lee was going out of his way to explain to the audience that you know the doubles. Right. It, we were. We were. It was, everything was a little obvious. I wanted. I wanted it to be more subtle. Like it was a really. That's a like. First of all, it's a really cool, clever, fun idea when they when they go in, and you know everybody has a doppelganger and they do the whole safe heist, which is such a fun scene from the from from the uh, from the pilot to have it again in in Japan. Like that was such a fun, cool idea. Um, but then they had everybody like explaining it, like "Oh my gosh, it's us!" or "This seems so familiar." Like yeah, we would have gotten it. Like you're playing the same music. <laughs> like it was it was beautifully filmed, and they and they had to just and they just ruined it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just you know it's like it's like somebody entering a movie in the middle and being like, everyone red symbolizes passion, and then like somebody disappears. Like yeah, we know red symbolizes passion. Black symbolizes death. Like ah, like come on, like we're not that dumb. We would have gotten that. Um, it's, but it, it was a really fun, that was a really fun scene. Um, there was, there was some very good action and everything. I, I liked it. Um, I think some people were like, but why did we even go there? Like, what was the point? Yeah. I, I, I'm willing to overlook that because, you know, Shogun World, a new amusement park. Like I, like I said, I wanted to see the Raj more. I think the Raj was also pretty cool. I want to see, um, Roman World as well. That yeah. might be a thing for season three. I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping this is world building. Like mm-hmm. obviously in season three, like we're gonna go back to these worlds probably. So yeah. so, you know I'm 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 willing to say okay. Well, this is you know some world building. Like it it, it was a fun little adventure. Um, the adventure maybe didn't make too much sense, but it was it was it was beautiful. It was beautifully shot uh, and and fun to see this world. Um, uh, I, I wish um, uh, Musashi w- had more depth to him, or they would have explained something. Like I do feel that the Japanese characters were a little, were a little uh, one-dimensional. 
I, I would have liked to get to know the um, the characters a bit better. One big barrier, though, it, um, and I'll come back to this when we when we when we talk about episode eight, is um, is connecting connecting when when everything is subtitled and somebody's speaking in another language versus like when somebody's speaking English and 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 how that uh, affects things. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I do wonder what would have had, like how it would have played out or how I would have felt had characters been speaking English versus uh, Japanese. I don't mind. Um, I don't mind them speaking Japanese. You know, this is Shogun world. I expect that. But the one thing I, I'm, I'm really not liking is um, Maeve's is be- Maeve is becoming a little overpowered. She's becoming a little OP. And I don't know if oh, I like that. Yeah. I, she I was op first season, too. Like I, and that's the thing mm. is then they keep, they keep ratcheting it up. She was OP in the first season because they, they, they uh, ramped up her, her uh, attributes. Okay, that, that yeah. I understand. If you're strong because your strength went from a 3 to, to, to a 20, okay, fine. I get that. You're strong. But now she has these psychic abilities to control the other hosts and I guess make them do whatever she wants I don't, or kill themselves, essentially. Yeah. I, I don't know if I like that because that just makes her a little too overpowered. And if she's that overpowered, mm. she can get boring really quickly. I mean, well, that's the thing is once you overpower somebody, everything gets boring. Um, mm-hmm. You can't have an omnipotent character and have it be interesting for very long. Right. And this has always been the problem with, like, there's actually been a big problem, like, you know, reading Marvel comics growing up and how many overpowered characters are in Marvel comics. Like, it gets, re- it gets really old fast. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, that's the thing is they overpower Maeve and then they have to come up with excuses on why she can't use that power. You know, like, oh, you can control hosts, except you can't control woke hosts. At least some. That that is a know? good. That is a good. Um, that is a good. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That's a good uh, uh, handicap for her. She can control yeah. random NPCs nobody cares about, like random samurai number eighty. Like she can control that guy to kill himself. Cool, right. whatever. That I'm okay with. But her ability is just to control. I don't know. I, I but don't that's know. the thing is they had to ramp it back. First they're like, well, you couldn't control them because they weren't speaking the same language. And right. then she realizes that she can speak all languages. And you're like, okay, well, you can't control them because this guy, has, he's leaking brain fluid. Oh, okay. Well, you, okay. And you couldn't control these other ones because they were, they were woke. Oh, okay. You know, they, they have, you couldn't control these ones because he, 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 he made all of his soldiers deaf. Oh, okay. So they ramp it back. And then, oh, actually, she can get into the machinette so she can control everybody. Oh, you know, it's, it's, uh, they keep, they keep going back and forth with it. And, and that's I, what I, I don't get. Like, if she can control all these guys, why didn't she just control the army of samurais coming at her at the end of episode five? I don't get it. Why didn't she just do why that? Make them, why make them slaughter each other? Like, like, I mean, it was essentially, gen- you know, like why commit genocide? Yeah. Like, why commit, like, she killed, she killed, like, hundreds if not thousands of people who all had families. They all have daughters. They're all the sons of somebody. But, you know, she cares about Akane and, and Sakura um, <laughs> more, than, more than anybody else for no reason. Well, well, like well, 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 Akane is the, the madam of the, that brothel. I guess she can see some resemblance. I get it, but if you're if you're gonna go look for your daughter and you can't find your daughter, and there are dangers out there, including the mercenaries and Dolores' I, crazy I, ass, I, don't you think having an army of samurai would be better? I actually, I actually read an argument that Akane was the worst character there because oh. 
I can't. Well, if you think about it, and this is this is being really brutal, she she said that she found Akane on the street. Uh, I'm sorry, Akane found Sakura on the street. Mm-hmm. So she pulled her in off the street into um, essentially prostitution, and then and then some people are like, then there's the the you know there's the person that always argues that geishas aren't prostitutes, and it's like. No, geishas are definitely prostitutes. Okay, <laughs> they, 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 people freaking buy their virginity and all of this. It's it's sold sex. Like the whole thing about them not being prostitutes is ridiculous. Like of course they are. So so you know this idea that that Akane Akane is actually pretty brutal. That that she 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 took this random girl and like brought her into a world of of prostitution and then and then got her into a situation where she, she ended up getting murdered, you know? Um, so it's, you know, she was the madam, meaning she was taking money. She was taking a cut from these, this girl that she, uh, she, she brought into a, a life of prostitution and then eventually got her, got her murdered, you know? And brought a bunch of ninjas into the whole thing too, so. Right. Right. I, no, you know, I, I love Shogun World. That's fucking hilarious that there are ninjas that come if you uh, if you fuck with the, with the uh, with the warlord, the Shogun. I think it's hilarious that he sends ninjas. And you know what? Someone was saying how um, how <laughs> doesn't really make sense, but yeah, because he sends the army right after yeah, so you're to, like, well. to subjugate the town, but like the ninjas to <laughs> to to carry out a covert operation. But I, I I fucking love Shogun World because Shogun World is for people who think. Westworld is too tamed, so it's probably more expensive, and it's probably more dangerous too because they're not using like bullshit bullets that just bounce off you. They're using arrows, so you could even if the arrows aren't really sharp, that could still poke an eye out, right? So, oh, they've got to be programmed, right? They've I gotta, guess, they've gotta, but they've got to program the arrows. Well, just right, like anything could happen. Like Shogun World is definitely more dangerous, and I and I highly doubt Shogun World uh, sees a lot of visitors because it's probably more expensive. Considering that the Japanese around this time are intense, so it's true that they didn't. It's funny that they didn't run into any other humans, right? When they mm-hmm. entered Shogun World, I doubt Shogun World is used much, but I love it. I love Shogun World. Episode five to me was just fun. It's fun. It was beautiful. I love the armor. I love the sword battles. I loved all of it. It was shot. It was shot really well. I mean, I appreciate the the direction was absolutely beautiful and all of the shots like you can go frame by frame and everything was really well directed and i appreciate that it looked it looked great um i think i think i would have liked musashi to be more developed as a character um i mean he he did he i don't know he wasn't even a character i don't know if he had a character he he was he was a cop killer who was trying to steal a safe and then that plot just disappeared and he he was in love with Akane for some reason and that was his You just want he, this, this shit to be fleshed out more but I'm telling you it doesn't and need he, to and be. he used to and he used to be part of the Shogun's army which mm-hmm. is important for some reason like I said, you um, want this to be fleshed out more, but it's, I, I think it's fine the way it is. I think it's fine the uh, way it is. It's, it's a part of another storyline that we don't really need to go into, but I'm glad there's some, stuff there. I mean, it's true that, like, somebody once argued to me, like, as well, like, 
Of course they're one-dimensional characters. All the Westworld characters are one-dimensional characters too. Like, is is like G-rated Teddy really fucking that deep? And I'm like, okay, fair enough. And like, you know, like, yeah. was, Dolores, was Dolores Abernathy, like the programmed Dolores Abernathy, really that freaking deep? Like, no. It's like, okay, 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 fair enough. Um, but I had a good time. I did have a good time. I thought... Um, yeah. What? Okay. I, I I liked it. I'm also really annoyed at like Armistice's character being all over the place. So I don't know what was going on with Armistice, Armistice is at the all. Uh, blonde woman with the tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm fine with her being in love with herself. That's fine. But then like there are these scenes where she's like feeling sympathy for Musashi and Akane, and I'm like, why would she be feeling sympathy? I don't. Isn't she a psychotic <laughs> killer? I don't know. But there were a lot of laughs too. Like I thought it was really funny. Um, uh, um, Hector's like hatred for Musashi and things <laughs> like that. Like like there was some good laughs in there. But uh, I don't know. It was it was it was okay. Yeah, it was it was. I I, I liked episode five. Episode six. Um, we leave we leave Akane. She takes out Sakura's heart, and Musashi and Akane stay back. Uh, but that but Armistice is. Uh, doppelganger comes with them. I find I thought that was a little weird. Six and seven are both really disparate episodes where like a whole bunch of little stuff happens. So seven is more the rumble, right? While like, well, well, let's, epi- let's let's stay on six for for a bit. Um, six, Maeve meets up with her daughter. Uh, they get yeah. Ab- they get a uh, uh, Abernathy senior back to uh, the Mesa. Um, what else? Mm, Dolores. Yeah. Dolores sees uh, Teddy being a complete asshole. And um, yeah. what else? Bernard and Elsie return back to the Mesa as well, and they get right, into like and, they, the, and they find the, a, they find they get into the cradle. They get into the server room, and uh, we somehow find out that Ford, Ford's consciousness is still alive. Right. In, that's the that's the that's the ending finale. Yeah. Not not much happened. Seasons. Uh, season, uh, I think I think um, uh, the Scott the um, the North Irish military guy arrives and makes fun of Stubbs a bit. Yes. So he's the first that. so he's the first um he's the first military commander to arrive. The guy we saw in episode 1, the tall guy, kind of almost bald, um Strand. What's yeah, his name? Carl Strand. 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 So Strand's the second guy. That's correct. Strand okay. Strand Strand is in the 2 weeks later timeline. Okay, so Strand arrives because the first guy uh he fails. Okay. Right. And then the well the first guy fails because like obviously the Westworld locals, the local military guys fail. So mm-hmm. like, you you kind of get several rounds of of uh, of fighting, really. And I guess that was the big twist is that like at the beginning of the at the beginning of the season when you see chaos in the control room, it's hard to say it's hard to tell which round of people it you know it was. Mm-hmm. And so we find out that there was two battles of the Mesa, right? There was. A first, a first round and a second round, um, and things like that. But um, yeah, I mean, everything, everything in episode six is kind of moving. Every plot, every plot is in episode six, but every plot moves just a little bit forward. Ep- and... Episode six is a placeholder episode. It, it, it's the episode that right. needs to happen from getting from A to B, and this is the in between. Nothing much really happened. It just had this episode had to happen to get us to the ending lap. Which is seven, eight, nine, and right. ten. Right. I think I think the man in black ditches his daughter. 
that happens. They have a little shoot. They have a little shootout with um, like a like a honey pot stagecoach, mm-hmm. if I'm remembering correctly. And then he yes. dishes his daughter, and then um, this is where he thinks is. his daughter is a is a host sent by Ford. Yeah, yeah. Is and she then, though? Is she? Could she be? She could be. We have no proof one way or the other. It seems a little weird hmm. if she were, but yeah, right. Um, it seems more that the Men in Black is the host, and that Emily doesn't realize it. I mean, so one of the, uh, I mean, one of the things is that like, if she were a host, she'd be one of the most interesting hosts. Mm-hmm. I mean, one thing about the hosts is that they really are kind of boring and one-dimensional. Right. Like we don't we don't really have any interesting hosts. Like the most interesting characters, the most like full rich characters tend to be humans. Like so um uh I mean when you think like, you know, the what the Elsie is, you know, really energetic and and interesting and all over the map and making great jokes and like um and conflicted about so many things and she's human. Uh, Teresa had this really deep, uh, conflicted backstory, um, and she's human. Uh, f- you know, um, Ford, creepy, crazy, all over the place, conflicted, human, right? The you know the um, one could make an argument that Bernard is interesting, but Bernard is like the most developed host there is. So, you know, Bernard's an exception, but like every everyone else is really one dimensional. So. You know, Maeve is getting to the point where she's interesting, but, you know, for the most part, everybody's hosts. Hosts are boring. Hosts act like machines and humans act like humans. Emily, she's she seems like she's too interesting to be a host. So <laughs> I'm still guessing that she's a human. Well, like I said, episode six, nothing major really happens. I mean, um, we, we get Bernard yeah. meeting Ford again in the cradle. Uh, Teddy yeah. and Dolores are attacking the mesa um yeah we got the train right the exploding train mm -hmm. um which is uh yeah that was odd i don't know why they killed that guy i don't know why they killed um the black guy the black programmer guy that they had with him i Um, i guess because fuck let's let's be bad guys i i don't know what's the point in that i i I didn't get it he seemed really useful right like like they specifically, they specific like so. The Dolores plot is, she starts out killing people, and then she realizes that she needs a programmer. So she purposely lets a human go, trails him, sneaks into a underground facility, and kidnaps the programmer. Mm-hmm. Then uses the programmer to resurrect Confederados. To get control of Confederados and Nitrous to blow up um, incoming uh, security. Then, after that, she decides to kill him on a crashing train. Like, those, like, I mean, I guess he was useful in getting rid of, like, a handful of security dudes, but, like, and pr- I guess you, he wrote, reprogrammed Teddy, but what if you wanted to re-reprogram Teddy? Right. Or let's say you wanted to, like, you know, he seemed really useful. I don't know why you'd kill him off. Ted, well, Teddy, I feel like Teddy may end up 
here's the thing, though. This is this is my thoughts. I feel like Teddy's just playing at being the asshole. That he's not really an asshole. Because he's, he's woke. Huh? He's woke. Yeah, he's a woke. I feel like he's just playing the asshole. He's not really an asshole. And uh, he's trying to convince Dolores because he has some kind of end game where he wants to finish her off. Yeah. I mean, I think he's, you know, probably has a big internal conflict or something. But, you know, we did establish, like, last season, like, he becomes, he starts remembering and he becomes woke and has free will and things like that. Mm-hmm. So so I think that's the big thing is he's going to really show that he can break his programming and do something else. Like, that's, get, that's just getting set up, right? That you think he's a puppet and, in fact, he's got his own mind. But episode six, I wasn't a big fan of it. Once again, it's a placeholder episode. I wasn't really too into it. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's the same. I mean, it, it, it's hard to even judge it as its own episode because it's it's set up for episode seven, right? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it, it's, it's kind of, we had this episode where, where everyone goes to Samurai World, and I mean, Shogun World, and we kind of have to remind everybody of all the different plots and advance everything towards episode seven, which is more or less of the rumble, you know? Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was fine. It, 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 that's the thing is it's just kind of this neutral, forgettable episode where everything's yeah. kind of advancing between it. Episode 6 yeah. reminds me of one of those shows like where, how do I say this? Like, like Westworld kind of reminds me of Breaking Bad. And Breaking Bad has those episodes that are amazing, but there are a lot of mm. episodes in Breaking Bad that are just kind of meh. That are just kind of episodes that you need to watch to get to the really good one. And this is what that was. Oh, yeah. yeah but yeah. episode seven, let's get to seven. This is where seven. we get a lot of re- revelations. I feel like for Westworld, episode sevens are episode nines to Game of Thrones. Because in seven, we get Ford explained to us that the park's main functionality is what? To attempt to digitize consciousness and grant immortality to the guests, I guess. Right? Right. Is episode seven... Last season, that was is that is that the death of Teresa? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So and and that's that's where I went. Oh shit! That was my that was my oh this was good. That, episode seven was a great episode last season. An amazing yeah. episode. This one this one it reveals a lot. It really does. It, it does. It, it reveals it does. a lot. And uh, so what happens here? We dis- we discover that uh, the the very beginning of the episode it's it's Strand. This is the second timeline, right? Mm. The timeline, the, yeah, the yeah. Twe- two weeks later timeline where Strand yeah. arrives. Strand, Charlotte, and Stubbs discover that Bernard is a host, and they try to mm-hmm. uh, uh, interrogate him about the Dolores and her attack on the Mesa. Uh, that was the first part of it. Uh, the majority of the episode is Dolores' attack on the Mesa. Hale trying to get the shit out of. Uh, Abernathy's head and yeah. uh, Ghost Nation attacking attacking um, not really attacking but more like arriving uh, to Maeve's party Ch- chasing both Maeve and the man in black exactly yeah. and then Maeve attacking the man in black uh, towards the end we see that Dolores's real mission was to destroy their backups for some reason yeah oh, I mean that makes sense uh, Dolores destroying the backups Yeah. really because I mean that's their backups. Ugh. Right, but that, I mean, this has to do with, like, I mean, I, it's, it's actually, like, one of the more brilliant things about, like, the message. So, I mean, 
a human life is meaningless unless it has an end to it, unless there's a death. Right. right? Like, mm-hmm. like all of our, all of our actions have no meaning. Like we, we would have no deadlines in anything we would do. Like if, if we didn't die, like our lives would have no meaning if, if, if they didn't come to an end, the definition of life by itself cannot exist without the definition of death, you know, yin and yang and all of that. So like Dolores realizes that she needs to become mortal in order for their lives to have meaning. She needs to be mortal. So she has to destroy the backups. Meanwhile, humans are trying to get an eternal life. So, you know, it, that's why you have the two plots going in two different directions. Like Dolores is trying to become human while the humans are trying to become hosts, right? The hosts are trying to become humans while the, while the humans are trying to become hosts. The humans are trying to become immortal computerized while the hosts are trying to become physical and mortal. So she had to destroy their backups. So mm. that make that makes sense to me. I I, I mean well, I, yeah, I understand quite, that, but I don't yeah. know. I think destroying the backups, I feel like that's the one advantage they have over the people now. Uh I mean it's certainly that was Hale's thought. She was like, haha, mm-hmm. I've got this leverage and she's like, you have no leverage. I don't want I don't want eternal life. Like, yeah. I want to be mortal. Like it's it's it was it's very it's very you know existential in a sense like like afterlife afterlife undoes the meaning of life mm-hmm. like eternal life undoes the meaning of life you know so um, I think I think that was actually pretty brilliant um, the, brilliant uh, but I I know I still got I still gotta say it's stupid because the immortality thing, <laughs> the immortality thing brilliant. Okay, fine, but kind of dumb. The backups. I mean, even if you're failing your mission now, you got your backup. You can still be. You can still come back. But whatever. I mean, you're saying like like it become after you win, then become mortal. Exactly. Like, don't do it before. Yeah. Like okay, I can understand that. Um, but let's talk about what Ford said. So Ford, the guests. The guests are. They're trying to understand the guests. So it's, it's, yeah, he kind of, and and it's kind of all bad. It's not how I would have ever tried to um, establish consciousness, which is very odd. Like normally when you have science fiction about like, oh, human beings becoming computers, we're, we're somehow copying our internal brains, right? Like that, that would, you know, our consciousness is, is we kind of as human beings believe that our consciousness is inside us, right or wrong. That that and, and thus like if we were to if we were going to download our our consciousness into a computer, we would we would think of it like shoving in a USB into a drive and like transferring it. Like that's how we kind of like envision it. Weirdly, Westworld has taken it another way. They're they're somehow constructing consciousness externally that if you observe someone long enough that you could create a replica of them and then create their consciousness from that kind of like you know um which i don't know if it really works but i mean the 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 joke i used is it's like oh you can figure out who i am by watching me play grand theft auto like you know, record all of my sessions of Grand Theft Auto and you can somehow, like, construct Preston Jacobs. Like, I, I don't think so. 
like, you know, I have these internal thoughts, you know, but... Wait, wait, so, seems... let me get this straight. So, the purpose of Westworld is to study the guests to try to recreate yeah. consciousness and personality based on their decisions on how they react and who they become based on them interacting with things that aren't considered people? Yeah. The idea being that that in so that's so elaborate I, the, no that's so that's I know. so elaborate and almost confusing. For it reminds me of the reminds me of the joke you said for uh the for the purple wedding. You know, I want yeah. you to give this young girl this poison <laughs> necklace or this poison hairnet so she could wear it to the wedding so I could go I'm, and, and give I'm gonna it a, hide, and give I'm it. gonna scheme with Littlefinger so Littlefinger will give a necklace to Dantos who Dantos will give the necklace to Sansa who then I will go back to and get the necklace from in order to put into the glass of wine it's, it's, to Joffrey to drink it's 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 honestly so elaborate it's just, you could have just put it in the wine in the first right. place <laughs> I fucking love how I fucking <laughs> I love how Ford great character. But he could give us so many answers, but still leave us confused at the same time. Like, what the fuck? Right. I mean, the, I guess they're going with the idea that, that okay, when you, and I, when you or I or any human being is walking down the street and we see a, um, uh, you know, like, we see, like, uh, something like, um, let's, you know, uh, a car, right? Mm-hmm. And you, let's say you really want that car. You don't take that car because there's there's moral implications. People are watching you. You're going to get arrested and all of this. But I suppose like the internal consciousness is I really wanted that car. And I would have taken that car, but I, I, I couldn't do it. And that somehow Westworld is liberating you that in Westworld you take that car and then they'd realize exactly the type of person you are. Like you're the, you know, they find out if you're the person that, that actually like you know, rapes uh, Dolores versus saves Dolores, mm-hmm. you know? Um, are you the type of person that's going to help Hector or not? Now, I in no way understand how, like, they would have enough data. Like, how many people, like, who, who, how many people are going to go to Westworld? Like, twice? Like, how many interactions do you have? Like, how can you possibly figure out who, who a human being is from that? But, um, but I don't know. Somehow. I just, I just... I just love Ford, yeah. All right, Bernard, it's your story now. Oh, it's my story now? Yes, it's your story now. But I want you to do this, this, and this. I'm gonna right, control. But I'm gonna take control of it. I'm gonna control everything you do. I'm gonna. It's your story. It's completely your story. But I want you to do this and this and totally do this and this too. <laughs> this. I do like somebody pointed out. Somebody pointed out that like. The guy with the machine gun was actually already walking away and leaving Bernard alone. And then they're like, and then, he, then he takes control of him and makes him say to him, don't make me kill him. And then the guy is like, what did you say? And then comes back. I love Ford. He's the ultimate fucking troll. By the way, I, I, lo- I fucking hate, I hate how there's, there always has to be that one cliche army guy who's like, yeah, kill them all. Oh, hey, baby. What's up? <laughs> you oh, were God, just fighting just this even, bitch. Why are you gonna just be fooled by? Don't even remind. Why me are of that you letting scene. her near you? Like, what are you fucking? We all have the entire complex has to be fucked. All his teammates have to die. 
just because he got horny for like two seconds because this one bitch turned around and, and gave him some nice sweet lords. Like, come on. No one, like, I, cause, oh, I had such a problem with, every, I think everybody had a problem with that scene. It's so dumb. I don't think dumb. there's anyone. It's so dumb. It's, like, I get it. Angela's hot. Elon Musk married her, divorced her, and married her again. Wait, what? Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, what? Yeah. Elon Musk yeah. married that actress? Twice. Oh, shit. They got married, they got divorced, they got married, they got divorced. I did not know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, but at the same time, like, no, I'm not gonna, I think the, uh, the analogy I use is it's like trying to use a flashlight at the bottom of a Cuisinart. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter how horny you are. You're not going to fucking do that. Like, it's, it's, it's instant death. She, he, he just saw her kill all of his friends and coworkers. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows exactly how deadly she is. You know, any human being would have just shot her. Like she's standing right there, just shoot her. Like there's no, no reason. It reminds me of the, it reminds, the money. It reminds me of the plot of Civil War, where if if Iron Man and, and Tony and Captain America just sat down and spoke for like five minutes, you could have avoided yeah. the whole fucking movie. And you know, you know what, you know what, shoot her, shoot her, and then take the money that you earned from this project and go to Westworld for like a weekend and have sex with her. Like after you've after she's been reprogrammed and put back in. You know, like after you've saved the world, like you can have sex with her, but like just save the world first. Like you didn't, he didn't need like, like, right? Like, uh, I mean, I admit like episode six and seven were getting pretty darn convoluted. Love um, it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll this is this is fifty years into the future, but we're still using P ninety machine guns that were created like, right fifty <laughs> years before. <laughs> A gun made in nineteen ninety, but we're still using far into the future. Okay, it's true that that some of the some of the cars and guns and a lot of things have not shifted too much. The tablet, the tablets, computer tablets. Oh um, my god! Oh yeah, I just. Uh, I need you to, to try and uh, take out Peter Abernathy's uh, uh, files out of there. It's going to take too long. Just fucking do it five minutes later. What's taking so long? <laughs> like, like, I don't know. Then open up his brain and take out the light bulb. <clears throat> oh, well, why did we uh... fucking take out the light bulb fucking last season? Oh. Why did you even put the light bulb in Abernathy? Just put it in your purse. Charlotte Hale, just put it in your purse. They have to, like, like I love how they have to, like, first off, those are awful CGI, like, uh, like nails. And they have to nail him down with, like, a nail gun. Oh, yeah. Just take out the thing. Like, I don't <laughs> Just take out his brain. Just take it out. There's no reason <sighs> that we needed to be running around the park chasing Peter Abernathy. Oh. By the way, it was only... It was only a remarkable coincidence that it was put in Peter, Peter Abernathy. Like, why? Why was it put in him p- again? Like, what? What's the significance of that? It was just by chance. Charlotte went down into cold storage and was like, "This host is fine. You happen to pick fucking Dolores's dad. The one person, like, <laughs> right? You could have picked anybody else. If, I mean, first of all, there's no reason to choose anybody because she could have just had it in the light bulb." And carried the light bulb. But for some reason, she wanted it in a fucking host. 
And she happens, she happens to choose Dolores's dad of all. Like she could have, she could have chosen Akechita's girlfriend or (laughs) fucking like could have been anybody. But no, it was Dolores's dad. This show gets fucking hilarious as it goes on every single time. I love it, but it, like, there's so many things that are just like make no sense. But it's just like I love it so much. Um, but what's in his head? Like, like uh, when when Stubb oh, pulls, they, the... they they said it was a it was a key. I, at first, I thought it was for a while. I thought it was like all of the human minds, but no, it's actually a decryption key. Wait, so what's in his head is a decryption key for what? For all of the human minds. I thought it was the human minds itself, but I think it's just the decryption key. For Wait, whose human minds? minds? Which humans' minds? So I think that we're going to find at the Valley Beyond that it's filled with human minds. Mm. So, so wait, wait, so wait a minute. Do you think some of the guests could be uh, hosts as well? Well, I don't know if they have physical forms, but I think... So Ford tells us that the whole point of Westworld was not actually to be an amusement park, but to reconstruct human minds. And so I guess the idea is they have been reconstructing human consciousnesses and minds. Mm -hmm. And I think they must be at the Valley Beyond is my guess. And this is my guess. And that the decryption key unlocks them all or gets, gets access to it. Um, and I was like, well, why is the decryption key so big? And then somebody else explained to me that actually, like, the most complicated decryption keys that are unbreakable are the same size as the actual files. Mm. I was like, oh, okay. I guess that kind of makes sense. I don't see why it's insurance. Like, they wanted to, like, Hale wanted to get the decryption key, the encryption key out as insurance in case Ford breaks the park, but... I think Ford could have broken the park by attacking the Valley Beyond. So I don't know what's going on. I'm so lost though. So what I thought they were going to going to do is what we what they have in Ghost in the Shell, which is basically people take their consciousness and put it inside the ro- a robot's body, and they they're they're living essentially forever in a robot. Right. Yes, I think that's what they wanted to do. I think they have not perfected yet. So they, they have human consciousness perfected because Ford's human consciousness was in the cradle. Um, they have human consciousness perfected, but they haven't perfected applying human consciousness to a physical form. Every time they put it, they try to put it into a physical form, it degrades, as we saw with Delos, James Delos. And Ford even tells us that, that like, had, if you put me in a mind, I'm, I will degrade. So I think in the Valley Beyond... They have the human consciousnesses ready in electronic form. They just haven't been applied to a human body yet. Gotcha. So I, This is my guess. So do you think that there are tons of, and tons of servers in the uh, uh, Valley Beyond just of people living like, you know, however it is they want before they perfect the, the whole thing? I think so. What's a mystery to me is if they're in their own matrix. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like they're, I think they're, I'm wondering if there's another cradle. Like I, I wonder if there's a human cradle in the Valley Beyond. And I'm only thinking this because um, Akechita keeps talking about it being a door 
it being a place where their memories can be safe. Well, that's episode eight. Before we get to episode eight, episode seven, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun episode. Um, the whole Maeve thing. Um, I mean, it was fr- it was frustrating to me because I fucking hate I fucking hate Ewoks versus stormtroopers. <laughs> I fucking I fucking hate when the protagonists like just slaughter like like antagonists so easily, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh god, like. You know, when, like, an antagonist is, like, freeze, and then the protagonist kills them all. I'm like, come on! Like, stop! <laughs> like, like I hate that. Well, who, who's the um, Ewoks, and who are the stormtroopers here? The ho- I mean, the, Dolores and the hosts are the, are the fucking Ewoks, and the, and, the, <laughs> and the security guards are the fucking stormtroopers. Right. I mean, it, Angela does die. Angela's fucking dead. Well, I'm, so. I'm assuming the reason the, the hosts, uh, Dolores' group, I'm assuming the reason they're so good at what they do at killing is because their attributes have been upped. I guess, but these other guys are professionals too, you know? So You can be a professional as much as you want, but if their attributes are uh, for, for, for like perception and accuracy are better, I mean... I don't know, man. Like, like honestly, there's five guys like 10 feet away from Clementine just shooting and shooting and shooting oh, yeah. and she's just not getting she's not hitting and then she just turns around headshots to everybody yeah. i mean they eventually take her down but it's like come on she's 10 feet away you would think that uh, against the hosts who are essentially robotic i guess um you would think they would use like emps or whatever that's i mean that's really smart i mean if you're right but i guess they don't want to use just... it because they don't want to like fuck up the electronics in the mesa like maybe the cradle would get erased if they used an EMP. Yeah, so I, I, I guess, I guess that's like the whole theory behind that. But let's say this takes place in twenty fifty five. You would think they would have better weaponry to take out stuff like this, or at least like their own hosts who are equipped for stuff like this, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you're right that like why not just send in those drones, mm-hmm. right? Like they clearly have drones. Like send in drones. Westworld's weird. This is a weird show, yeah. It's a, it's a really weird, weird show. show. It's a um, weird show. But but uh but Maeve meets back up with the man in black and she fucks him up. We already discussed this briefly. Man in black, um, he's either a host or just really, really good at taking shots. It's just I mean, it's it's the man in black being being alive is just ridiculous. Like, first of all, there was no reason to have the man in black run into Maeve. I felt like it was kind of like Game of Thrones um, in like the later seasons of Game of Thrones where they felt obligated to have unrelated characters run into each other just for the sake of like it. Jorah you know, like Jorah and Sam. Right, like Jorah and Sam or, or the Hound and, and, and Brienne or like we need to have the everyone at the, at the Dragon Pit. Oh, really? Is, is there anything significant going on with everyone being at the Dragon Pit? No. No. <laughs> But everyone needs to be there. I'm like, really? Because that scene is essentially just John talking to Cersei. Like, why does <laughs> so why does Theon need to be there? Why does Pod need to be there? Why does Brienne need to be there? Why does why do they all need to be there when it's just John talking to Cersei? <laughs> you know, but everyone needs to be there. Uh, it was the same. Like, like why does the man in black need to ditch his daughter? To get chased randomly into a town to meet Maeve, to get shot up, so that 
to get captured by Ghost Nation so he can end up back with his daughter again. Like, well, no... he left his daughter, I'm assuming, because he doesn't want her to get hurt. He still loves her. Um, I'm assuming the reason they had... he left his daughter because he, th- he thought she was a host. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> Apparently, everything is a test from Ford. Everything. That's I, lo- I love that about him. I love that about him. You get, a, you get a ladybug landing on your shoulder. Come on, Ford. Is this all you got? <laughs> but, um... I'm assuming uh, the reason they had him meet up with Maeve uh, is to incapacitate him because they have nothing to do with him. He has maybe something happening towards the last two episodes, but we gotta. Whatever. We, I we guarantee, gotta like next episode, next episode he's gonna be walking around again like he didn't get shot. Exactly. And then we have and then nothing we're be to like, do with why? him. Like they have nothing to do for him. It's true. There's there was no there was there was no reason for him to go to 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 uh, Pariah and have like. And have other Lawrence, like, have all those guys get shot. There's no reason for him <laughs> to fight Major Craddock in Las Mudas. Like, that was, there's no point in that. Like, there's no point in him finding that those Chinese railroad workers who are putting people underneath the railroad for some reason. He, he's a cool like, character who, they, I guess, they just want around for some reason. But, like, they, they really have nothing for this character to do anymore. They really don't. I guess they, they didn't really have anything for him to do in season one, if you think about it. Right? Like, season mm. one, he, like, goes around doing the maze riddle, and then he gets captured by the masked men. And, or he, like, him and Teddy have to fight through an army, and then he gets captured by the masked men. And then he meets Dolores at the end. Like, it's, it was a big fucking waste of time. Mm, I, I like, guess the, because he adds to the mystery. He has, I mean, I suppose season one, like, there's some, there's some... Well, I would say he adds to the mystery. I was about to say maybe there was some some important um, exposition, but no, everything about the maze was was a wild goose chase. So there, there's nothing for the man to, man in black to do, like either season. Mm-hmm. I guess he just adds more mystery. I was actually going to ask you something. Do you think the reason Delos is not in a hurry to rescue the guests is because some of the guests are have a, a backup of themselves in the server? In the, uh, the valley beyond. Well, that's the question. Is like, um, well, the thing is, they're still a couple of years away from perfecting it. I mean, they could future world the situation. When I say future world, I mean replace world leaders with with hosts. I mean, they might be looking to do that, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think they're just. I don't know why they're not rescuing him. It seems really. It seems like they really should be doing that. All right. These people paid a lot of money. But let's get to episode eight. <laughs> episode seven, I really enjoyed it. You liked it too, right? It was just a mess. I, I mean, it was exciting. It, it was, it was like, I got a little frustrated, but, um, you know, it was, it was okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I say, I, I, it was not like when I think of like the heights, like so far, I think my favorite episode is episode four still. And that, that's the James Delos loop episode mm-hmm. um and i think my second favorite might be episode eight um let's get to that episode eight yeah i was not a big fan of it i oh. i did not like episode eight uh i think it was cool that uh i guess i guess the implication is that mave uh is speaking to uh a Ketcha through her daughter a kechita a, 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 a <laughs> whatever He's spe- she's speaking to a Keichita 
through her daughter, or Akechita yeah. is speaking to Maeve through her daughter. So, so is Maeve? Right, that's the theory. Yeah, is Maeve in her daughter's head, or is she in Akechita's head? I'm assuming it's in her daughter's head because Akechita is awake. Awake. So yeah, I I don't, I don't know. I did not like I mean, episode eight whatsoever. It, it I found myself going through it very slowly. I had to I had to take some breaks, which I don't do often with Westworld episodes. I just didn't got not give a shit about this one character we've seen here and there throughout the series. I just didn't care. <clears throat> I find it cool that he essentially awoke. He 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 pretty much woke himself up. Cool, I like that. Yeah. And he's, you know, trying to get other people to wake up as well, the other hosts. Cool. And he found the uh, valley, uh, no land beyond valley. And he found also yeah. Logan. That's also pretty cool. Uh, interesting character. I just think it's really weird and ballsy that they had an entire episode devoted around this one fucking guy. <laughs> that we barely fucking see in the series. I will, I will say that... Um... All right, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna start working backwards on the episode. Um, the episode really won me over when um, when Akechita met Ford. Um, Akechita, so the actor is on McLaren, I think is his name. Um, he's speaking in Lakota for most of the episode, and it turns out he doesn't you know he's not fluent in Lakota, so. And he's narrating it mostly. And, and it's not that he can't, it's not that he doesn't do a great job with his like physical expressions and all that. But I felt that like when he was able to speak English, his native, you know, which is probably his native language, like, and was able to act and was able to like speak to Ford, that that's when I was like, oh crap, like he's a really good actor and that's like a really emotional scene when he describes like what he believes and why he's doing the things he does, you know, like he's been doing all this stuff for 30 years and you're kind of hearing it here and there and you're getting bits and pieces. But for the most part, he tries to be the stoic character and he has this like incredible breakdown uh, when he tries, when he explains it to Ford. And so I, I really loved that scene. Um, and so like, I, you know, I forgive a lot because he did such a great job at that end point. No, don't get me wrong. Um, that character is pretty cool. It's also heartbreaking to kind of realize that when he finally does die to find his uh, love, and we find yeah. out that this fucking guy hasn't died in like 10 years. And he's been searching yeah. for his, his love for 10 years. That's, that's, that's heartbreaking. That's sad. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I like the character. I thought his journey was pretty cool. But I think it's just ballsy to have an entire episode centered around this one person's experience in Westworld. Yeah. And we've barely gotten to see him or interact with him throughout the past uh, uh, 17 episodes. What's, what's amazing is that, I mean, I'm pre- I mean, I would say that he's like top three characters I'm most emotionally invested in now. <laughs> you know, like, right? Like, don't you feel like you know a Keitata better than, I don't know, Teddy, for example? Like, and, and I feel like we know Teddy, like, really well. A Keitata is the but... opposite of Teddy, whereas Teddy dies every two fucking seconds. A Keitata hasn't <laughs> fucking died in, like, nine, nine, ten years. Right, but I feel like I have more of a real emotional connection to a Keitata than Bernard. 
Because Bernard's just all over the map. Like, Akechita, like, I, I, I see him, I feel for him, like, I understand him. Um, uh, and like I say, man, that, that, that scene he had with Ford at the end was pretty incredible. The rest of the episode is really beautiful, like him walking along the desert to find Logan. The scene with Logan was really cool. I, uh, so Logan went crazy Logan. Of, because of sun? Yeah, or just that day. I mean, you can have heat stroke, mm-hmm. so... But, um, I mean, Logan will... There, there's going to be at least one more scene with Logan, but we'll... Um, so we'll see what happened. But, uh, um, I mean, some of the... Some of the I, I appreciate that they're trying to close some plot holes. <laughs> somebody said... Somebody posted one of my comments, like, they closed a lot of plot holes... They created just as many, so it's kind of a wash. <laughs> like, like for like, why was Ghost Nation doing things? Why did Ghost Nation capture Stubbs before the incident? When like Ford specifically said, "Wait for the incident." Like, wait for Dolores, and yet they captured Stubbs before. Um, I don't know, but. Uh, why was he able to walk around Westworld all by himself, all the way down to basement eighty two, basement eighty three? But it was, it was. Uh, I do like how they somewhat explained the maze. You know, if, even though it's kind of weird, I don't know why they're. It still doesn't really make sense that they're tattooing it on the inside of scalps. But it, is that why know, the man in cool black that, was like fucking doing that too? Uh... Yeah, that's why he was searching mm-hmm. for it because they're on the inside of scalps. Um, so they, you know, they did their best to try to explain why the maze is everywhere, and and they did it. They did it through a very beautiful story, directed beautifully, acted really well. Um, so, you know, I, I like all of that. Like I said, um, it, it's just a ballsy episode. I found it. I I, I don't want to say it was boring, but it was like I don't know this character now. I do, but it's just a real ballsy move. To center an entire episode on the character we barely see, have seen. I mean, that's what the fun thing... I mean, I grant that the fun thing about Westworld, not, you know... Westworld Westworld has its problems that that, that I, you know... But one of the greatest things about Westworld is you have no fucking idea what's coming the next episode. Yeah. And And it's... And everything's a surprise, but they're not... They're not cheap surprises. This isn't like, oh my god, this person has amnesia. Oh, like a soap opera or something. Mm-hmm. Where they're cheap surprises and they just happen. Like, like some of the stuff is just out of nowhere, but it, like, it's rich and it's deep. Like, episode four with James Delos. Like, did any of us think when we, when we opened that episode that we would, we would have an episode about a guy living the same day over and over again? Or, or you know, in, in, in a little room... You know, like for years, like no, that we. So it was really cool. It was the same with this. Like, were we expecting like, you know, this this whole thing about a Keichita, like this one Ghost Nation host who who never got erased and lost his girlfriend and was like searching for her and stumbled upon the Valley Beyond and was like trying to figure out the entire world. Um, and the maze and all of these different things, like it was, it was not what we were expecting. And so, you know, it was, it was pretty cool. I, that's the thing is all the theories people had about ghost nation were wrong. Like, you know, on Reddit, everybody's, everybody's theory was, Oh, I bet ghost nation is controlled by Elsie or I bet ghost nation is controlled by Logan or I bet they're like, 
a thing that Ford did to save human beings. And it's like, nope. Like, it's it's a dude and his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I also like how, um, I also like how, uh, <laughs> what's his guy's name? A Ketcha, right? A Ketcha. A Ketcha. Give me a minute, all right? It takes a while. Akechita has been a, has been woke for like what, twenty years, thirty years. Yeah, I mean as long as Dolores, right? No, Dolores hasn't been woke for that long. Uh, well, I Dolores mean, has been uh, woke for like a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, fair enough. The Del- Dolores has been awake for like a couple of weeks, and she's going on this murderous rampage. But uh, but a cage should. She's 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 been like remembering and breaking her program. Yeah, but a Kachita, he's yeah. been awake all this time, and and the one thing he's doing is instead of killing everybody, he's like trying to just save everybody. Every human he encounters, he's trying to save. Yeah, I find that yeah. I always thought that Ghost Nation, they're they're they were supposed to be, the anti, uh, renegade hosts. When a host goes renegade, they were there to take him out. That's what I thought at the beginning of the season, and, it's, and it kind of is like oh. that. Like, Akechita's group, they're mainly, tr- even though they're woke, they're mainly trying to save everybody, trying to show that there's another way to do things. Well, I do wonder if, like, they're just pro-consciousness. Like, if, if somebody's conscious, and humans are conscious, and hosts are conscious, then, then they need to be saved. And so, like, I don't, you know, like, I guess we have to assume that the daughter is somewhat conscious, unless he just saved her for the sake of Maeve's benefit. I don't know. Was was hmm. was he the one in episode one? I went back, I went back and saw episode one again. Was he because I remember when Stubbs uh, finds uh, a random member of Ghost Nation, opens his head and like sees what's inside. Was he the one that that dies in his confrontation with Dolores? No, no that was a different. No, definitely one. not. Definitely, definitely different one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean they do they do a lot of retconning. Um, between at least, I don't think there's much retconning in season two, but there's a lot of retconning with, uh, with season one. Like I said, um, I thought it, I thought it was season. really cool that we uh, we get the revelation that he was talking to Maeve the entire time. It's really cool. But overall, episode eight was a ballsy episode. I get why it was significant. I get why people liked it. In terms of entertainment, for me, it just wasn't there. Uh, your thoughts? Uh, I liked it a lot. I was I was very entertained. But then again, I was just like, what are they gonna do next? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, what is a Kachita gonna find when he's in the Mesa? What is a Kachita gonna find when he talks when he talks to Logan? What is a Kachita gonna discover when he talks to Ford? Like, there was um, there was a lot of big scenes like that. Did you see the uh, the, the the preview for episode nine? I did. I what, did. what 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 did you see? Because I haven't seen it yet, actually. Oh, it's it seems to be about um, about the man in black's life on the outside. Like it's about his like wife, and his relationship with like I think the Delos board and his daughter. I think it's stuff like that. They show them at a hotel or a gala of some sort, and there there's some flashes of of his wife's suicide. If it is his wife's suicide, you know. Um, well, his daughter said did like tell that. Ghost Nation that she wants to supposedly torture, torture. yeah him in her own way. So. Oh, maybe the flashback will be her like confronting him, mm-hmm. torturing him about these events. Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, so far, these last four episodes have been uh, nice little roller coaster. They've been up and down, up and down. But uh, 
I'm uh, I'm curious to get to the the final lap. You said a while ago, I think you said in uh, one of our mini podcast episodes that uh, Westworld wasn't doing that good in terms of viewership. Do you think we'll get a season three, right, or yeah. if we do get a season three, do well, you think season, season three will be the last one? I think season three might be the end. I mean, season three was approved. They're doing season three, but yeah, ratings are not are not great. And this is an expensive show. It's a very expensive show. So, so do you think season three um, will be the last season? It may be. Yeah, yeah, it may be the last season. But we'll see. Unless unless viewership picks up or something, or they have another revenue stream. But it, it it's um, you know, we're, we're talking. We have a lot of big name actors. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of costly filming, um, so we'll we'll see what happens. Mm. I'm completely cool but with yeah. uh, I'm completely cool with uh, going into season three with completely new actors. Maybe twenty years later, they reopen Westworld. I'm completely cool with that if they have to save costs. Well, some some people some people say like, okay, well they can get rid of the the expensive actors by giving everybody new bodies or something. Mm-hmm. You know, stop stop paying for, um, you know. Man in Black, and just have William, young young William, young William stuff. You know, so we'll see. All right, Preston, let's wrap this up, uh, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Westworld Podcast. As always, if you enjoyed, leave a comment, leave a like. Uh, Preston, do you have anything you're working on? Um, always working on um uh, uh, working on a She Wolves of Winterfell. Ooh. Uh, video. I'm working on a um, always the my Night's Watch, Craster's Keep, mm-hmm. uh, kind of stuff. Um, prepping for winter, you know. Victorian chapters finishing up, um, and uh, we're you know, um, you know that that kind of stuff. You know, so, same old, same old. So, sounds perfect, man. Once again, guys, thank you so much for for joining us. If you're listening to this on SoundCloud or iTunes, leave us a review, leave us a comment. If you're watching this on YouTube, also leave us a comment as well. Let us know your thoughts and theories on Westworld, and we'll see you guys next time. Have a good one.